Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. This is Ken Roshan on the Influencer Channel at Voice America. And we are sponsored, of course, by Big Events USA, the Keith Smiling Movement, the Umbrella Syndicate, and the Red Carpet Connection. So we have a great show ahead of us, and you're going to be in for some really big surprises. So, Andrea, how are you doing? I'm absolutely wonderful, and I'm really excited about our first cameo guest. Well, let's bring her on and take the reins. Absolutely. So our first guest is Cindy Grossman. Uh, Ken and I have had the pleasure of meeting her son, Drew, multiple times. And uh, recently I had a wealth and legacy mastermind that Cindy was invited to. And she drove over three hours to attend it and showed up yesterday and uh, really made an impression on us. Uh, So Cindy, could you join me and we'll talk a little bit about your experience? Sure. Um, Yeah, I was really impressed because it was, first of all, you led it very well, so thank you for that. Um, Lots of very high-quality people that definitely want to make a difference that um, came up with such great ideas. The smile movement is an amazing, it's just an amazing thing that you guys are doing. So, um, yeah, I, I came out with a lot of great ideas, a lot of knowledge I'm looking to working with you guys. I loved all the people there yesterday. And like I said, you run it very well. Well, I have two questions for you. One is share, share a couple of the ideas that you uh, got from that mastermind. And uh, I have a couple more questions after that. Um, ideas that I got for myself or that everyone got for each other? Well, whatever were your takeaways that you can apply to create more abundance. <clears throat> um. So for myself, there was a girl that sat to my right. I don't, I don't remember her name, but I remember her face. Um, she had some really good ideas for me. I do um, teeth whitening on location, so she had some great ideas for me as far as reaching out to different venues to then give them a kickback, places that I had not thought of before. Um, so I did like that. She also... She had good. She had good ideas for everyone. Like I really liked her a lot. She was great. Andrea had some great ideas also. Um, to like well, we'll, up we'll go her. ahead to Andrea and ask her a couple of the takeaways as well. But uh, with regard to the teeth whitening, I can see why you'd be kind of excited about the Keep Smiling movement. So, what what part or parts of the Keep Smiling movement uh, intrigue you the most? I love the books. I love the books, and I loved the video of the guy who started with the Keep Smiling cards, like, that made me cry. That's just such a touching story. Um, I'm actually writing a book right now, and I'd love to include you guys and him in my book. Um, I just I just think your movement's just great that you go all over and take pictures of people and, and the different books. I'm, like, fascinated by them. I had heard about your books, but that's not what I expected. It was so much more than what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just people, just pictures of people that you just went out and took pictures. But I love the cards and I love the little um, um, excerpts about each person. And I like how it is, like there's a method to the madness as far as choosing what book, where. So I loved that. I thought it was amazing. And they're so cute. I love the pictures. I love the, the quality, the color, the covers. I just, I loved everything about those books. So you drove three hours to come to this mastermind, is that correct? It, it was a little bit under. It was a little bit under <laughs> three, yeah. Okay. Well, um, but it was worth certainly. It. it was definitely worth it. So why don't you share your philosophy about how important a smile is and why you do what you do? So a smile is like every, that's your business card. So you, you walk in a room with a smile. That's how people view you. Plus it, it raises your dopamine and serotonin levels when you smile. Like all you have to do is smile and it instantly makes you feel happier. Um, so like you have more self-confidence and people view you as more confident. People, it's been studied, have been promoted more with smiling. It just, 
makes the environment way better for everybody. I know my business, I'm a dental hygienist, and just when you call someone back and you smile at them, it just makes them feel comfortable right away. So um, I know that when people feel like they look good in the mirror, when they have a nice smile, that they feel good inside. So it basically just starts your day. Plus, dental disease like is also related to everything else in your body as far as like heart disease, diabetes. It's just... It, it all comes from the mouth. Everything starts there. Well, I'm glad you said that because I want our audience to hear not just the importance of the smile, but all the aspects that come from a wellness standpoint and from just a holistic standpoint. So bravo to you. Yeah. What is your book going to be called? You know, I keep playing with the title, so I'm not 100% sure. I don't want to say the wrong title. I've changed it a few times because I've changed the content in it. My first when I first started, it was just going to be about teeth whitening, but then I decided just to make that one chapter. So there's a lot of inflammation on dental health, um, but it also brings in the spirituality part. So it's all about alternative methods of healing and alternative, different types of alternative healings and what certain uh, symptoms in your mouth mean. So if you have a toothache in your upper right molar, like what does that mean in the chocolate world or what does that mean in the essential oil world? So I have a couple chapters on that, but I also have some chapters on, quote, normal regular dentistry because I feel like not everybody likes the alternative stuff like I do, so I'm just incorporating both into the book. When do you hope to get the book out? <sighs> May 1st is my goal. May 1st is like my, my end date, last date goal. So I'm just about done. I'm just doing some final editing on it. I'm sure Andrea is talking to you about this already, but are you self-publishing? I am not self-publishing. I do have a publisher. Awesome. So we want to be part of your launch, and obviously we believe very much in everything you just shared with regard to the importance of a smile and the, the wellness and holistic aspect yes, of it. So it's just amazing how everything in your body just comes from the bacteria in your mouth. Plus if you can't chew your food right, you're just not digesting it and you're losing all the nutrients. So it's just all so simple to just take a couple minutes a day and clean your mouth. Well, we're looking forward to partnering with you and having you as someone that actually backs the Keep Smiling movement because you certainly have the the purpose and it, it sounds like you really want to make a massive difference with what you're doing. So we, yeah, we're excited absolutely. to work with you. Yeah, awesome. absolutely, definitely. Well, let me turn this over to Andrea because I think she may have one question or comment she wants to bring into it. Well, I just sure. wanted to let people know about, um, you know, with Cindy, with the teeth whitening that she does, the, the cool thing about her is she comes to you. And so we actually talked about uh, bringing her to your office, Ken, and uh, hosting that there because, you know, so many people in the Baltimore and Washington, D.C. area, you know, obviously with the Keep Smiling and <laughs> with the photography business and the bridal business and so forth that you do with your absolute entertainment business, it's such a perfect way. Um, and she can be bringing this to people at such a, it seems like almost 50% of what it costs to be in a regular dental office. So it's not only fun, but it's it's more pleasurable. So it's pretty exciting. Well, I think we yeah, should. Uh, I love it. I think we should have these workshops and masterminds uh, everywhere, of course, but uh, at the BWI area, Baltimore Washington International office, we can certainly have the mastermind and also, you know, continue to create the book for Cindy. So that'd be pretty cool. Yes, sounds you. like a deal. All right. Well, thank you, Cindy, for everything you're doing. Uh, look forward to building your book, and I'm sure you have a template that helps share your story of why you're committed to creating smiles and and how it actually has such an impact in the world. So, we will talk yeah, later and bring you on actually another time when your book is ready to launch, so we can give more information yeah, about where yeah, people can actually participate. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I'm very excited about that. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Andrea, if you please bring in our first guest for first segment. Thank you. 
Absolutely. So our next guest is another gentleman that we had met on the Internet Marketers Cruise who's made quite an impact on the things that we're doing with clients all over the world. Ari Tab is the founder and executive producer of the Influence documentary, Ari's world-class video production team. They work with really cool entrepreneurs, experts, and authors to create, produce, and broadcast their strategic documentary television show. And the background is, is Ari is an Olympic wrestler. He's a business lawyer and a serial entrepreneur. So what a great mix there. And he really grew his mixed martial arts business to dominate his niche. And his MMA business included the production of over 500 TV shows and live sporting events that were broadcast on TV around the world. And he grew his Facebook page to over a million fans and his YouTube channel to draw 3.5 minutes viewed. So it's pretty exciting. He's done other really great things and branding and really helping athletes and, you know, with this world-class production. And he's now really using that documentary formula to leverage, um, you know, entrepreneurs and authors to a whole new level of the world. And I'm so excited that we're partnering with him uh, to help really provide this great service to the people that we know deserve to be shown up in the world. So Ari, thanks for coming with us. Thanks for having me. That was a, a great intro. I think my work is done here. <laughs> well, I'd like to make one uh, amendment. Uh, I, I heard 3.5 minute reviewed, and it was 3.5 million minutes viewed. Oh, well, thank you for repeating that. Because <laughs> <laughs> 3.5 minutes viewed is not as, as impressive. <laughs> sure, million views is more important. More, million minutes is better than that. Well, I... You know, obviously, with being, you being an Olympic wrestler as part of your bio, we have to kind of go there first. So uh, I love to hear people's story, uh, what what happened in their life that caused them to be who they are now. So let's share specifically um, your journey to actually become an Olympic uh, wrestler. Well, it is a bit of a story. Uh, I, I started wrestling in grade 10, and uh, I needed to be bribed. My, uh, my football coach... Uh, said to me one day, hey, if you if you uh, come out to wrestling, then you can skip a day of school. And I said, oh, okay, that sounds like a good idea. So <laughs> that was my, my my intro to wrestling. And and um, uh, and then I was fortunate enough to, to to get a couple of really good coaches when I was young. And and I, I did pretty well when when I was young. I think I was fifth at the under sixteen world championships and. Um, second at the under twenty one World Cup and fifth at the under twenty one World Championships and um, and I was doing super good and and then I I hurt my neck when I was twenty three and doctors said that I was um, oh, I had to retire so so I actually stopped wrestling when I was twenty three and and then when I was thirty I found out that my neck wasn't hurt anymore so I started again um, but at that point I was already um, I was already a lawyer. I was, I was running my own law firm, um, and I had some kids. And and so then, from from 2001 to 2008, I trained again and and uh, I got back on the national team. And um, in 2004, I I qualified for the Olympic team, but I didn't um, I didn't win enough matches internationally to get to go because at that point. Uh, it wasn't good enough to be the best in your country. You had to you had to qualify internationally because they they only had a few spots for each weight class around the world, and um, so I, I did not make it in 2004. And then finally, 2008 was was my time. I um, I was third at the Pan Am Games in 2007, and and then qualified in 2008 and competed in Beijing, and it was really cool. How'd you do? 16th. That's amazing. I, uh, I, 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 our audience may not know this, but when you're on the marketers cruise, anyone that came in your way, you wrestled them down and pinned them, and you <laughs> actually were the number one marketer re- wrestler on the cruise. So I want to congratulate you for that too. <laughs> I was the number one marketing wrestler. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Well, it's it's a very cool story, and it really sh- it, it shares your passion of of winning and also pursuing a purpose driven life. So awesome! I wanted to ask you about your name. Uh, what does Ari Tob 
uh, nationality and what does it mean? Uh, the word Ari means lion in Hebrew. And um, my family, my mom's side of the family is from Poland and my dad's side of the family is from somewhere in, in East Germany or Russia. But, you know, lines were blurred back in the day. And do you speak Hebrew? Do not. Okay. I mean, I was going to excite you with telling you that the key smiling cards are even in Hebrew, but that's not going to do the job today. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> Thank you. let's talk about your, your passion of what you do now and how it helps entrepreneurs really escalate their success. Sure. Go for it. Talk, talk about what you're doing, why you went to the Marketers Cruise, and uh, how, how you help entrepreneurs and or influencers or celebrities uh, become more influential. Sure. So, I, I, in order to understand how I, I got there, I, I probably need to talk about um, the, the sports league and, and, and how I came to think that, that filming was important. So, why don't I, I start there? Um, normally, in, in Ari, normally... Yeah. Ari, no, normally I wouldn't allow this, but in the context of you being a lawyer and a wrestler and you can kick my butt and sue me, we're going to go ahead and allow it. Got it. Uh, <laughs> you tell me if I'm being too long. Um, <laughs> You're good. So, uh, okay. So in, in, 2000 and, well, in 2008 in the fall, I, I got back from the Olympics and, um, and, and subprime was going on all over North America and, and all of my real estate developer law clients were we're not doing so well, and 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 one of my wrestling training partners walked into my office one day and said, "Hey, we should we should start this mixed martial arts league called Hard Knocks." And so I said, "Fine," and and I became his partner in that league. And and we had an event in 2009, and, and I refused to waste any money videotaping, um, you know, because I was convinced that I was in the market to just sort of sell tickets to people at a live event. And, and, and that was really the only thing I was doing. And, um, and I, you know, people that deserve a lot of respect in my world hammered on me for a long time, uh, telling me that I should record events. And, and then a couple of years later, we were recording them, and, and I kind of lucked into an ESPN TV deal with 40 countries. And I said, oh, geez, I, I better learn about this TV business. And, and it seems like a cool cool business. And, and then... Um, a year or two later, um, when we were running our live events on TV, it became obvious that we needed to tell stories about some of the athletes. We needed, you know, videos that play, sort of said, hey, you know, I'm Johnny and I'm, you know, coming up next in the card and, and you know, I've got really long arms and because of that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to win my fight or whatever. Um, and, and it's important to understand that, um, fans really want to know why they should care about you before they want to care about you. And so mm-hmm. that was sort of my, my journey into why should we tell stories? And that led to us doing uh, biographical documentaries on, on athletes. We started doing them in, in fight sport athletes and we did them in athletes in like triathlon and cycling and also of course racing and weightlifting and bouldering and all sorts of other sports. And 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 then um, that really just translated into what I'm doing um, in the entrepreneur space and why I was on the marketing cruise. I, um, I I know some some people in that space when I was talking to them about what they do with video and, and they aren't telling these stories and and they aren't getting the stories out onto onto TV and and digital video platforms around the world. And so I said. Hey, you know, there's a great opportunity to to help people tell those stories, and and so uh, the marketers' cruise was kind of my coming out party, and and I was telling everybody about this whole new way to use video. Does that make sense? It does. I love it. And so, how do people actually change what they're doing before they meet you to actually prepare to be successful with you? The message that I'm telling people right now is, you know, turn the cameras on and just don't turn them off. Record everything you're doing. Try and record it at, at a high level, both for video and for audio. And and the reason is because those are your legacy assets. So if you record what you're doing, you have, you have all kinds of 
video assets that you can use for the social posts that everyone in the space are already doing. Um, you've got video that you can use if you want to make a little sort of one-minute introduction sizzle reel before you're on stage or if you want something to show up on your website or if you're going to, you know, do something with ClickFunnels because it's the newest and, and greatest thing and, and, you know, you want a funnel that has a video in it. You need video for all of these different purposes and, and 50 other purposes. And, and so the most important thing is just start recording. Okay. Um, tell us, if you can, any of the uh, studies or the, I guess, where the Internet is heading with regard to video and the difference of someone that's using video and not using video. What a great question. Uh, I, I think what, how I'd rather go about that is to sort of say, um, back when, when I was young, what TV looked like was a, a big square box with a few channels, and, and, and that was really different. Well, no, I guess the Internet didn't exist back then, but even as the Internet started, um, TV on the big box was very different than the Internet, and, and, and right now, I, I think that's, that's really changed. And the way to think about TV is, is really anything, any video that you can watch on any screen, whether it be your mobile phone, or your iPad, or your computer, or your laptop, or, you know, like a 60-inch uh, monitor that's on the wall that, you, that you, know, you call a TV. All of those things really are TV. And, and then let's just use the, the big thing on the wall, the big 60-inch thing on the wall. Um, it used to be that that had to be hooked up to cable like Comcast. But that's not the way things work anymore. Now that TV is, is hooked up to the Internet, and you turn that TV on, and there's an icon for YouTube or for Facebook um, or for Roku or Amazon or for literally hundreds of other similar types of video platforms. And so um, you really can watch any video in the world from the big screen TV. It doesn't matter if, it's, if, if people used to call it Internet or they used to call it cable. It's, it's sort of all coming together now. And... And so the, the overriding theory that we all need to be concerned about and aware of is when people watch video or TV, they, they, they watch what they want to watch, when they want to watch it, and on the device that they wish to watch it on. And that really means that if we're in the business of marketing ourselves, we need to create video which lives on all of these different platforms. And, and right now, coaches, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs are are generally only living on a couple of platforms. They're, they're primarily living on Facebook and a little bit on YouTube and a little bit on their websites. And, and that leaves about 99.9% .9 of the, the places where video goes uh, as a blank canvas for people in, in, in these industries. What are some of the other platforms that people should be utilizing for video? Well, let's just say Roku and Amazon and and an app on, on an iOS and an Android device. Um, and uh, it, it gets broader in terms of like every telephone company, like T-Mobile, for instance, it, it is, um, they already have a video platform or they're setting up their own video platform. It's like they, won't, they want their own little Netflix um, mm -hmm. within their little platform. And so every telephone company in the world will have a video platform if they don't already. Every TV manufacturer like Samsung or Vizio, uh, those guys are, are all building um, videos and, and channels inside, um, inside their TVs, and, and there's an opportunity um, for all of the listeners today to have their video content baked into these TVs. Um, and, and just like Amazon and Roku popped up, there's, there's almost an endless stream of of different, what people are calling like internet TV channels, Apple TV, and and there's an opportunity to be on all of these platforms. And, and it's not like, hey, let's list five of them. It's like there's hundreds and there's more every day, and there just needs to be a plan to get on them all. Cool. So what message could we amplify to our audience that you could help them with? And then also, how can people connect with you to learn more about you? 
I primarily am doing two things in this space. The first is I'm I'm actually making a, a half hour a half hour feature biographical documentary story about a coach, speaker, author, entrepreneur, which is designed to basically be like their their calling card on steroids, their business card on steroids. It, it's designed to tell their story, who they are, why they're doing what they're doing. Um, where they're planning to go, and then I get that distribution on on TV um, platforms all over the world. That's sort of number one. And then number two, for people that that take my advice that you know turn your camera on and don't turn it off, I've created this thing called Entrepreneurs Network, and and it's going to be a place where um, where you can house your video. And so what you currently simply keep on a hard drive and don't do anything with or cut little snippets and put on Facebook, you know, we can, we can create all kinds of different videos and TV shows that will play on my platform all over the world and effectively get um, free exposure from the video work that you've already done. Well, I've been excited about this conversation with you, and it certainly is unfortunate that our segment is up in time, but I, I do want to at least say that I am excited about what, the key smiling movement can do to actually be amplified by the technology and actually the strategies you're sharing on this program. So I, I hope to have you back where we can actually show how we entered into not just a conversation, but into an action plan campaign that really shifted the success of the key smiling movement. And also the, the amount of celebrities and uh, athletes and just really cool leaders and influencers that you're working with. I, I would love to help you, tie that all into a lot of people that would be in one book so that you hit their photo and they go to the video that you created and really becomes a, a, a very huge guerrilla marketing program for what you're doing. Fantastic. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Ari. So thank you. You've been Amplified. We're going to go to break right now. Again, uh, this is Ken Rashan with Amplified and Influencer Channel. And we are brought to you by Big Events USA, Keep Smiling, the Umbrella Syndicate, and, of course, the Red Carpet Connection. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Hey, you're listening to Amplified with Ken Rashawn. This is a producer and co-host, Andrea Adams-Miller. I want to thank our sponsors, the Red Carpet Connection, Big Events USA, and of course, the Umbrella Syndicate. And our next guest is absolutely a doll. We've had a lot of fun with him. His name is Jeremy Lastman, and he's really what we call the real-life Willy Wonka. He's a a visionary of imagination who's on a mission to help people unlock their supercharged passion so they can bring their boldest dreams and their biggest self to life. He's a former SpaceX technologist, a lifelong professional wrestling fan, so I'm sure he has 
had a ball listening to Ari, and he thrives at the intersection of work and play where the magic is real. So super excited to have Jeremy on the show with us. Jeremy, can you hear me okay? Hey, Jeremy, how are you? Hey, Ken. Well, I got to tell you, I have been so excited about not just meeting you, but about the story of how Wyndham Hotel and uh, the mascot they have is working so diligently, and you're actually helping support the success of the Wyndham Hotel chain. And I did a, a Google search, and this is the largest. This is the largest campaign Wyndham has ever done. A hundred million dollars they put in this global campaign to support the launch of their new loyalty program. And as you know, it's the uh, the Norwegian film actor, producer, and writer, Christoph Hibju from the Game of Thrones, the Force Majeure, and he plays the character of the Wyndham Rewards Wizard. So uh, is it true that a lot of people say you look not only identical to him, but that you've almost kind of helped in a way the loyalty program because every time you're out, people think you're him and Wyndham stock goes up. Is that kind of accurate? <laughs> yeah, it is, especially when I have my uh, beard as long as he does. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really enjoy taking photos, and you have such a, a great personality and a, a, um, a fun way of being. So uh, we're going to be sharing those photos of how much Jeremy looks like the wizard from the Wyndham program. So thank you so much for those comics. I'm excited uh, not only at the quality of them, but the fact that comics are such a great way to integrate kids into reading and enjoying the, the creative aspects and the imagination. So let's start off with your story. You uh, Did you ever read a comic when you were a kid? I did not, actually. I was more of a, a movie fan. A movie fan. Okay, so mm. what actually caused your uh, your transition in your childhood to be so enthralled with the imagination and also comics? Um, it was kind of the the opposite. It was that I got through school, graduated college, and I really felt like I I didn't have access to my imagination, and I didn't consider being the daydreamer to really be like uh, like art, like to be an artist or to be creative. I really didn't feel like I, I had anything like that. And so when I took the time to like do that introspection and self-exploration to really find that passion and find that creativity that I discover like, oh, this is what it is and, and this is how it, how it could be and how, how, uh, how uh, powerful it is. And, and that's what gave me the idea for the uh, mania, the comic that you're talking about and uh, the the artists that I work with, and we decided that the comic book was the the first medium to to tell this epic story. Well, I want to compliment you because of your tenacity. You are certainly someone that shows up. Who taught you to be, I, I guess, relentless in your pursuit of what you want? Oof. I think it's it's being. Um, being a, a wrestling fan, like I said, and and, and uh, Vince McMahon, uh, who is the CEO of that company, is is just all about that passion. Um, and then, uh, I think it, it comes from just uh, having having that desire and and focusing, um, and and yeah, that that's it, it's that drive, it's that drive to to really grow. Would you say that's one of your best characteristics? Because it seems to get you where you want to go. Yeah. And I think that comes from the, the deeper passion of, of having that mission or greater purpose, uh, which, which definitely influences, um, but that power. Yeah. Well, to our audience, I just want to make a comment that we get hundreds of, request to be on our show and it, you know it's it's very easy for someone to say hey i have a book I'd like to be on your show put me on your show and that's mm -hmm. sometimes the end of the conversation with jeremy however he was diligent uh created value, showed he cared, showed he was going to be there for us, was willing to meet us, um, and also provide us books and everything we needed to actually have a great segment with him. So I applaud you because of all the people I've had on the show, I just you really stood up as a, a top person that I had to have on the show because you really bring it. So thank you. 
Well, thank, yeah, thank you. That I, I received that, and I'm super grateful. And you know, I, I think to, to be like really vulnerable, it comes from uh, being a being a sort of a people pleaser growing up, um, and and being really sensitive. And I think that's definitely uh, the basis of that personality trait. Um, and it's definitely been empowered um, and transformed. But yeah, I, I really appreciate those words. Thank you. You're welcome and well deserved. So let's let's talk about the real life Willy Wonka. What does that what does that mean in your biography? Oh, it it means that pure. Uh, there is no life like a pure imagination. Um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was one of is one of my favorite movies. Uh, uh, the original, uh, the '70s version, um, and and the the feeling totally. that I felt watching that movie and and the the, the encompassment of that wonder, uh, that childlike wonder, but also the, the darkness uh, of that character and, and the convergence of, of the light and dark um, and just uh, creating, creation and creativity and imagination. Like, those are all uh, the values that I feel like I, I, I embody and I also am wanting to, to create and, and build things and invent things um, with uh, a few, with my with my bigger picture vision, how does one, uh, whether they're a parent or they are someone that would like to be like Jeremy, be basically the wizard for the Wyndham Hotel? How does one develop <laughs> their imaginary skill set or teach it? Uh, it first starts with taking time and space uh, to really do self exploration, uh, introspection. Um, and contemplation, I feel. I think that, and, and meditation, as uh, a lot of people have probably heard, but it's taking that time to really go inward and, and ask the questions and, and face the things that are, are uncomfortable for yourself, the, the unknown and the, the, the things that seem very complex and might verge on, like, existentially confusing and uh, facing that stuff and, and being willing to to sit with that and to, you know, really access your creativity to find your own answers or to open up to these new worlds, really start to raise your frequency. And when that happens, then it, the ideas come, the passion flows, and uh, you become brighter. So, Jeremy, that was extremely specific and vague at the same time. So I applaud what I understood to be specific, but... What could uh, someone in the audience do, maybe as a daily ritual exercise activity, mm-hmm. that would actually uh, mimic what you have done to create really a strength in the imagination? What specifically could they do? Mm, I think it's taking the, uh, post it as a theory, uh, but taking the theory that, that you are the, the creator of your experience. You are the creator of your reality and how you want to experience it. So it's asking yourself, what do I want to create today? How do I want to feel today? And, and really opening up to those uh, ways in which you want to change and transform things about your life uh, or self that are not preferred. So kind of opening up that sensitivity to what, how, what and how can I make my experience more pleasurable and uh, uh, more fun and playful, more joyful. So that was very helpful, and it, it did actually address completely the specificness. Let's talk about uh, a specific aspect of how we're talking on this show together. Did you do something... Mm-hmm. In, uh, in your mind to create is exactly what's happening now? Yes, I, I feel it's definitely been a process. Uh, it has been a process. It has been a journey of really, uh, I think I was, I was a very shy kid. I was a very shy and uh, awkward that I could blend in. I was a good chameleon, yet internally I was very socially awkward. So I learned the, that power of invisibility and, and blending in and, and not really standing out uh, as, a, as a survival uh, fear mechanism to, to really get, get by and get through. 
And so over the course of the last few years, it's really been a journey of, of becoming visible and, and stepping out uh, of hiding and, and being willing to step in the spotlight and embrace it instead of uh, be ashamed of it or feel guilty or, or uh, you know, feel the, the judgments of everyone, like all of that stuff to be able to face that uh, and, and open up to visibility uh, has definitely been my process to, to get here and to open up to these opportunities that are so amazing for me now. Cool. So to surmise that, it sounds like you creating your imagination through your exercise or meditation, what you want to actually experience, and then you envision it in such a way that you would take the actions that would actually create that perception to be a reality. Is that a little way of putting it? Yeah, yeah. I think that, that's a great way of putting it. I think it, 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 all, it all starts with vision. It all starts with vision. So it's like that question of who do I want to become and then who do I want to be in the present tense and the future tense coming together. Uh, but yeah, it's like, who do I, who do I want to be? Who do I want to become? And, and, and all of those like, uh, you know, version, the best versions of myself, uh, you know, being, um, being able to express myself and being able to, to share vulnerably and being able to help people and, all of those things that really are meaningful to me, like uh, visioning it, visioning what it feels like, what the emotion is, and then that starts to shift your vibration to draw in those things into your experience. And if uh, people have ever heard of the law of attraction, it's very similar to, to those teachings. Well, I, I really enjoyed the fact that I said you must have read a lot of comics in your childhood, and you're like, no, quite the opposite. So, <laughs> uh, moving to like your SpaceX experience, that's got to be mm-hmm. probably one of the biggest resume, you know, companies you could put on your on your resume to wow yeah. people. How how did you yeah. attract that? And tell us that story. Uh, actually, it was uh, I'm super grateful because my my dad was uh, an engineer designer. Um, and so he got my foot in the door right after high school. And so I was able to go in there. Uh, I met the uh, chief information officer, the main IT guy, uh, and we shared passion for technology. And he saw uh, potential in me uh, and he needed some help. It was during the time, it was very it was startup mode uh, back then. Um, and so he gave me an opportunity because he saw that I was a, a fast learner, uh, self-guided, um, and once he gave me something to do, I, I, I did it, um, and, and did it efficiently, because I'm really efficient at what I do. Um, and, uh, and then it just built from there. I got more and more responsibilities, um, and yeah, it's, I, and I was like employee number 110, I believe, uh, and yeah, I, I got to be there doing the video broadcast uh, production for their first uh, Falcon 1 success. Uh, and that was so epic. It was so epic to be a part of that atmosphere. You know, I'm not, I'm not a rocket scientist, but I, I felt like, you know, I was a part of it. I, I had my little role in it. That's pretty cool. So a lot of people don't know that uh, you were employee number 102. Is that right? Uh, 110. 110. Okay. And there was only 111. So, I mean, you just barely made it. Uh, oh, back then, in terms of, I'm just there, kidding there's you. like thousands. I'm just kidding. You. I know there are. I know there oh, are. Okay. The, the point, the point <laughs> I'm making is when you share something that impressive of being the 110th employee, you should say there's now thousands or whatever. So that's just. Uh, oh, that's okay. just, yeah. Because people could think he was. He just barely squeaked in. There was 100. There's 111. He just barely made it. So that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So did you ever meet Elon? Yeah, I did actually. Um, and then one of the, the key moments from my time there was after that first, uh, after that first success, I got to work, uh, one-on-one with Elon to produce the, the music video for that launch. Um, Holy and so man. I got to really, yeah. Uh, and he's, he's as intense as, as he, as he seems. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that was the most notable moment for me probably. Well, it's going to be more vulnerable than that because I'm about to ask you something that could really shake things up. Are you ready? Okay. Huh? So Elon Musk actually just tried weed, right? Yes. 
So what do you think of that? I, <laughs> I, I, I was laughing. I was laughing like crazy because I think he's, he's breaking the mold. He's being real. He's being, uh, um, just real. And, and I think it's such a, a breath of fresh air to see, uh, him, you know, really just not, not give a, uh, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah. And yeah, I just, I laugh at it and I think it's, I think it's really cool. Well, I applaud your response. Uh, not just cause it's the super coolest response you could make, but the fact of the matter is, is he could have done it in private and just not shown that he's actually a real guy. And he did it in a very controversial time when he's, I mean, every single time of his life has been controversial in the sense that he's always being the person that is a disruptor. And <clears throat> there's so much to be said for someone that disrupts the world because we always say we don't believe in them. They're, 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 it's not going to happen. And all of a sudden when it happens, they become the coolest person in the world. So that is actually quite the, the commentary of how <laughs> one should feel about someone that's actually saying, hey, you know what? I know this is going to have some pushback, but if, if I'm not going to live life and be transparent, then I'm actually not living life, right? I, I 100% agree. And, and that, that willingness to, to face the, the outrage and face the uproar and all that negative energy, I mean, it just goes to show why he's such an icon right now. Yeah, and, and the other part of it to me is that he knows he has everything to risk, and it's not like he's a dumb person. He says, I don't know if I'm using good judgment here, <laughs> because <laughs> really he's testing the people that are following him and that want to better him to be a winner to say, you know what, people that are living life should actually experience it to actually understand all aspects of it. And it, it's just really cool that that happened. So I, I wanted to bring that in. I, you have such a cool story in that you are connected with Elon Musk and work with him so closely. And also that you are one of the major reasons the Wyndham hotel success aspect has happened. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go to rapid fire right now. We're going to bring Ari back in and cause Ari's name starts with an A and yours starts with a J. I hope you don't mind, but we're going to have Ari answer the questions first. Go for it. Okay, cool. So rapid fire is as quick as we can ask questions and as quick as you can answer them. So our leading question is typically related to legacy and how books change people's lives. So Ari, are you there? I am. Okay, so we don't want to limit to one book, but a book or two that changed your life and and briefly, briefly why? Very briefly. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell, I can't remember which book it was, but the one that talks about 10,000 hours. Outliers. Um, yeah. Um, I'm not sure that changed my life, but it sort of solidified what I think I've understood, which is if you work at something and, and, uh, and spend a lot of time and effort at something, you'll get better. And, uh, and that's, you know, one of the, the key drivers in my world, one of my key sort of beliefs is, is uh, if I practice on it better. Cool. And Jeremy? Uh, for me, it would have to be the power of now because it really ignited my personal development journey and uh, really sparked a lot for me. Andrea? Well, since you both were in the wrestling world, uh, what was like your uh, favorite uh, wrestling move, Ari, and then Jeremy after Ari's done? <laughs> My favorite wrestling move was kind of like a, uh, a huggy bear. I'd be, I'd be facing the other guy and I'd, I'd have my hands wrapped around him just like we were, we were hugging and, and then I'd, um, there were various different ways that I'd be able to throw him over top of his head and stick him on his back. Uh, and, and that was definitely my favorite move. That's how you took Ken down on the cruise, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and... Ari, I, I actually wanted to thank you for not breaking my neck in that moment because I looked at you like, I bet you can't do it. And you were like, I can do it, but I'm not going to. So thank you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, Jeremy? Yeah, uh, just we're talking about uh, two different types of wrestling here. Mine's the sports entertainment version, so I have to say my favorite move is the uh, Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if you could get 
the Norwegian producer, Christoph uh, Hivjo, in a ring with you. He's not a wrestler, but you would take him down, and you'd be the new loyalty dude for Wyndham. You get that, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we didn't get an opportunity to, to ask a very respectful question. So Ari first, what did you hear in Jeremy's segment that you wanted to comment on and take maybe a takeaway? Jeremy needs to go first on that one. Oh, Jeremy? Okay. Jeremy, what uh, Ari's saying is that he has too many to pick from. So, Jeremy, what did you hear in Ari's segment that you wanted to comment on as a takeaway? I think uh, definitely I really vibed with how he's looking at uh, the convergence of of video uh, in this day and age um, on all devices and and, and platforms. Uh, Really, uh, it's it's the people that are going to become the new channels. Um, and, and we're already that seeing great. that, and I really loved listening to him talk about how, how it's all transitioning and, and what's, uh, what's to come. Totally agree. Ari, any comment? Sure. I, I, you know, I, I love the reference to, to Vince McMahon and, and, and what he's doing. I think um, he, he's done a great job of, of building a brand and building characters and building storylines, and and. And he's in essence, I mean, you know, it's sports entertainment as opposed to um, real real life. But but he's doing basically what I'm advocating um, all entrepreneurs do, which is let's actually have a narrative, let's tell a story, let's have it be on video. So you know, Vince McMahon is a guy that's you know doing it in a, in a, in a fun way, but it, all entrepreneurs really should be emulating that. Cool. I know Andrea is going to ask my question, so I'm going to ask it for her, for me, which is, Ari, what's the quote you live by? What's a quote I live by? Jeez, I, I don't know. Um, well, you better think of that and give me that as a post because we're about to go to close. Jeremy, your quote that you live by? Ooh, um, the quote that I live by... Always be the wizard. Uh, uh, it's we are the we are the dreamers of the dream. Quote from Willy Wonka, probably. Very nice, very quick comeback there. So, this is the show. This is the segment, and thank you so much. You guys have both been amplified. Ari and Jeremy, you guys are totally leaders and influencers, and really disruptors, and create a new place for a future for people to actually live powerfully. I want to thank Andrea Adams-Miller for putting this show together. She's from the Red Carpet Connection. She makes your dreams and your campaign happen through publicity and also through Big Events USA, Keep Smiling, and the Umbrella Syndicate. If you're not smiling, you're actually not living a life you love. So let's go ahead and connect with how your passion actually connects you to your purpose. This is Ken Rashan with Voice America, the Influencer Channel. We'll see you next week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.